0: We light our Christ candle this morning to acknowledge that the presence of the Lord is indeed in this place. Let us come and worship Him this day. Just a a few quick announcements today. Our church council will meet on Tuesday. Yes, please be seated. Our church council will meet on Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. and the worship committee will meet before that at 6 Also, just a reminder, the first Sunday of every month, currently we will collect items or cash for the food bank so that we can give the money to them and they can purchase what they need. I don't have a list for the schools as of yet, so once I get one of those, I'll share that. Uh, The scripture reading lists are posted on the bulletin board there and on the back table, so please check to see if you're reading sometime this fall. The readings go right to the end of November. So just check there if you're interested. And being a reader, just talk to Grace or myself and we'd be happy to get you on the list. Any other announcements to share today? Um uh, if any of you two have
1: their names but remaining at the church for a few minutes. Um book reception that's upcoming. Friday. Right?
0: Friday. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Hope there's no further announcements. Let's, let's prepare our hearts for worship by reciting together Psalm 149. To God a new song. Give praise to the of the faithful. Let Israel rejoice in its maker. Let the children of Zion exalt in their sovereign. Let them praise God's name with dancing. God, take delight in your people. You crown all with victory. You let the faithful exult in their glory. Let us sing for joy as in peace. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Let God's praise be on their lips. To bring justice to the nations. And call to, man, the to bind their rulers with fetters. To execute on them the sentence decreed. together in prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, as we gather in this place to begin a new season in the church, we ask that you be with us. As we sing our praises, as we say our prayers, as we offer ourselves to your service, may we be blessed by your Holy Spirit this day. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our opening hymn is praise to the Lord, the Almighty.
2: Good morning. The reading today is from Matthew, if I can open my paper. Matthew um, 18, verses 15 to 20. A brother who sins. If your brother sins against you, go to him and show him his fault. But do it privately, just between yourselves. If he listens to you, you have won your brother back. But if he will not listen to you, take one or two other persons with you so that every accusation may be upheld by the testimony of two or more witnesses, as the scripture says. And if he will not listen to them, then tell the whole thing to the church. Finally, if he will not listen to the church, treat him as though he were a pagan or a tax collector. So I tell all of you, when you prohibit on earth What you prohibit on earth will be prohibited in heaven, and what you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. And I tell you more, whenever two of you on earth agree about anything you pray for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, I am there with them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: As you can see the choir isn't quite back yet um, but if you're interested in the choir now's a great time to talk to Paula jane about it as she sets up a practice schedule so i'm sure you'd be happy to see a few more I would. <laughs> uh, let us join together in prayer lord we gather today ever thankful for your presence among us thankful for, even for the challenging words you give us as we seek to be your faithful people so lord may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts this day be acceptable in your sight you who are our strength our rock and our redeemer amen earlier this summer anthony and i were on our way to windsor for a two-day camp for the provincial track and field team only thing is we didn't make it it was that weekend back in july with all the torrential rains down the province they flooded roads and washed away roads and disrupted many lives in Halifax and into Lunenburg and Hants counties. We spent the night parked on the highway, trying and failing to get any sleep. In the end, the team camp was canceled because practically all roads into Windsor where the camp was happening were impassable. They were closed. And so we turned around and came home. I shared our experience on social media, and I ended it with the comment, climate change is real. An extended family member basically mocked me for blaming this all on climate change. And when I challenged him on it, he started a private chat with me online. He asked me to explain it. He said he would believe me, so I tried. But in the end, all he did was push his own agenda. His climate change denying, his anti-vax, his COVID is a hoax agenda. So I attempted to end the conversation. I had places to go, I had things to do, but he wouldn't let it go. I'll be honest, I got angry with him and he got angry back. And when he got angry, he changed the conversation to slandering my family, although he had no proof. After a few more exchanges, he said goodbye forever, and he blocked me. I'll be honest, when he blocked me, I, I laughed. He's not the same kid I grew up with. We haven't talked in years, and to be honest, having him out of my life forever will not impact my life in any way. I suspect he sees as this forever as a punishment for me. But I also think he's overimagining our relationship status at this point in our lives. Sometimes, though, you have to let people go. I've done it with clergy who have pushed agendas that I don't agree with in the church or socially. I've done it with others who I know are never going to agree with me and just want to fight over things. And now it seems I'm moving into this area with family as well. There are people in this world we're never going to agree with. So, what do we do? What do we do? And it's worse than ever right now as people see it as their right to be able to say whatever they want to say and think they can get away with it. If I say something here in the church or out in the community, something that is hurtful, something that is wrong, then I hope someone will talk to me about it. I am open to learning. I read a lot of things trying to understand what is going on in the world right now. Even things that make me angry. Because I am trying to understand where people are coming from on either side of the issue. Understanding helps conversation. Understanding does not mean agreement. But it helps to know why the other person, well, is wrong, right? It seems like today, the person who screams the loudest must be the one who is right. The person who is able to get their voice above the others. The one who can silence the dissenters. They are the winners. Even if the facts show they are wrong. That's not how it's supposed to work. The ones who are right are supposed to be the experts. They're supposed to be the ones who have done the research And in science, in order to make a claim about a discovery you have made means you run your tests, you run your experiments, and you get a result. And if the result is significant, then other people run your tests and see if they get the same result. And if they do, that means you get to write a paper. And you write your paper and you submit it to others who review it for you and see Uh, They examine your research, they examine your methodologies and all of that and see if they can produce the same results. And if if in the end they say you're right, then you're right. And you finally get to celebrate your claim, your research, your findings. And sometimes that comes years later. But now it seems like anyone can upload a video to the internet and make claims and people will follow you people will believe you it's causing great stress and division in our society it places family and friends against each other on either sides of important issues no matter how you look at it though conflict is hard especially when it changes our relationships which may have been important to us depending on the relationship Today in our reading from Matthew 18, Jesus addresses conflict. And in the end, it sounds like he's being pretty harsh. But we also need to remember that Jesus is never speaking into a specific moment. So let's look at what else he talked about in Matthew chapter 18 around what we read this morning. At the start of Matthew 18, Jesus takes a little child and says, Truly I tell you, Unless you change and become like these little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Talking about our willingness to listen and learn and grow. Then he talks about causing others to stumble in their faith and the punishment that comes along with that. The importance of being faithful and sinless in our lives. And just before what we read this morning, Jesus tells the story of the shepherd who lost one sheep out of a hundred and leaves the 99 behind to go find the one that is lost and he uses this as an example of god's love for every single person and how he will do whatever it takes to find the lost and bring him home which brings us to our reading today the issue of dealing with sin and conflict in the church as people of the church, as people who represent Jesus Christ in the world around us, if we are seen as sinners, then that can impact how we are viewed by the community. Now, I'll preface this by saying no one is perfect, and Jesus knows this. Only Jesus is perfect. Yet, the church, and as people of the church, we should strive to be sinless and work together to defeat sin as we seek to follow Jesus. When we identify someone as being sinful in whatever way, Jesus tells us how to deal with the person. First, we take the person aside alone and talk to them one-on-one. Talk to the person about what we're seeing in them and how maybe we can help them. And Jesus says, if that works, great, problem solved but if they don't listen jesus says then take a couple of others with you one or two others with you and have a discussion about how the person might deal with their sin if they listen great problem solved if not then jesus says we need to talk about it as a church and even if they've refused to listen to the church then treat them as an outsider as you would a pagan or a tax collector This may sound a bit harsh. Because pagans and text collectors were not exactly treated well. They were not seen as... uh, Well, they were seen as evil. And they were hated by the community. But what is Jesus really asking us to do? As I read through this passage, I believe Jesus is expecting that the conversation, that the process will rarely ever get to the stage of excommunication. Jesus expects that the person will respond and see the error of their ways in one of those first three steps. And if all three of them unexpectedly fail, then the person becomes an outsider. I believe most of the time that one of the first two steps will work. Talking one-on-one or sharing in a small group. And they will work most of the time if they are done properly. That is not to be done as an accusation. presenting a conflict or angrily they will succeed if done in love if you go to someone with an issue with some sort of character flaw how are they going to best respond will they respond if someone comes in yelling at them for being a failure threatening them with excommunication or will they respond better if it's done gently and lovingly as a friend how would you respond the best? I'm going to guess it would be the second way, right? Responding with love instead of accusations. We cannot let conflict fester. We can't ignore it because when we do, it's not going to go away. In fact, it may even get worse as people become angry or resentful over the conflict or the sin. We have to deal with it. And we deal with it as caring friends who want to mend relationships in the church because that's what Jesus asks us to do. Jesus closes off our reading by saying, we are never truly alone. Whenever two or three gather in his name, he is there with us. He promises to be there. He promises to work with us to bring his kingdom to this earth, which is to bring peace and healing to all. In Sydney Mines, we lost someone well-known just over a week ago. As I was writing the sermon, it was the day after his funeral and the evening memorial for Bruce Guthrough. And actually, I had his music playing as I was writing. I confess I don't know a lot about Bruce, or I didn't, other than a couple of his songs. But in the last week, his music has been on repeat in our house. Especially music from his band in Scotland, RunRig. Like who of us knew that Bruce Guthrie was a rock star in Europe? Very few, I think. He was heading one of the most successful bands out of Scotland for 20 years. Who knew that their final concert in 2018 was before 50,000 people in the rain? As I watched the funeral and the concert, I was touched by how much he was loved by so many people across the world. I don't know just how perfect Bruce was. I suspect he had his flaws like the rest of us. Maybe he even had an enemy or two. I don't know. But he was certainly loved by many, many, many people. And he had many, many, many close friends and family who will miss him dearly. What also became clear to me as I was getting to as I've been listening about him and reading about him, and I've come to realize he had such an incredibly deep faith, a faith that allowed him to see God and others and love them as Christ commands us to love, a love that echoed through the church in North Sydney on Thursday afternoon, a love that rattled the bones of Center 200 on Thursday night as people sang out together and told their stories of Bruce. The love you give is the same love you will receive. Especially when that love is based in the love of God known through Jesus Christ. Jesus, the one who came to show us God's love. And to show us the way home to God. In Galatians chapter 6, Paul writes this. He says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in sin... You who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you may also be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Paul is capturing the essence of what Jesus is talking about when dealing with sin and conflict in the church. If we catch someone in sin, we are to restore that person gently by the power of God found in Christ. Paul tells us to carry each other's burdens so that we may fulfill the law of Christ. And what is the law of Christ? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself, as God loves you. How often have you allowed someone to help you carry your burdens? I suspect, not very often. How often have you offered to help someone else carry the burden they carry? Probably more often than we ask people to help us with ours, but probably still not all that often. Being a Christian is not living a lifestyle all by ourselves, all alone, hidden from public. Being a Christian is to live in community, Caring for one another, helping each other carry our burdens so that Christ may bring healing and hope to everyone. Even if it gets to the point where we need to exclude someone from our fellowship because of their sin, it does not mean we are turning our backs on them. There's always hope for redemption. There's always hope for restoration of relationships. Remember how just before our reading, Jesus told the story of The shepherd seeking out the one lost sheep. That is God seeking out the lost. That is God rejoicing when relationships are restored. When people return home. In the case of my family member, if we're able to come back together and restore our relationship, I will look forward to that day. Because then in the end, we've ended a relationship over something that was kind of silly even if it was important to us. I am open to talking with him again. My door is open, but he is the one who closed his. So if he wants to reopen it, I'll be here. I will apologize for any actions that I have you, that I have done to cause harm, and he may or may not do the same. But the same goes for the church. We are called to be people of love. We are called to take care of each other, to help carry one another's burdens, to walk in the light of Christ together, seeking his perfect guidance as we go. May God bless us as a church, as a community, as we seek to love and serve one another in the name of Jesus Christ, the perfect Son of God, who gave his life for our own, so that we may also know the perfect love of our Father who is in heaven. Amen. <coughs> Let us stand and sing together, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling. Let us join our hearts together in a time of prayer let us pray lord we gather today as we're thankful for the love you have poured out for us through your son jesus christ our lord and so god as we seek to follow your son jesus help us to walk in his way help us to be faithful Help us to avoid the sin in our lives help us to look forward with love and hope love and hope for our families our friends our neighbors for all of this creation may we share the love that you have for us and all these things openly and freely with those around us lord we also come today with with hearts for others concerns and Cares. Lord, we pray for all who have been impacted by the hurricane this weekend. Lord, may everyone be safe. May everyone be healthy and warm and fed. Lord, we pray for all other places that have seen flooding, the devastation in Libya and Morocco, earthquakes and flooding and fires god it is hard to look at this world right now a world that is seemingly crumbling around us with devastation and so lord we pray for this earth this place that is our home our only home lord may you bring healing to this planet may you bring healing to your people as we pray for those who are in conflict And Lord, we continue to pray for the Ukraine and all the other places of conflict in this world. Lord, we pray for your peace to come on this earth. That as we seek to be united by you, may we be united together as one under you. A people who love and care for all your creation and for all people. And Lord, now we lift up our prayers to you this day. Lord, we bring all these prayers to you, the prayers of our hearts, the prayers for our world. We bring them to you in the name of Jesus Christ, the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. As we respond to the call of God in our lives to love and serve those around us, we offer to God our whole selves, and a portion of which we will give now as our offering is now received. us pray. Lord, you have blessed us abundantly with your love. In our appreciation of the gifts you give, we respond by offering all we have. In the name of our risen Savior. Amen. Let us remain standing as we sing together, Make Me a Channel of Your Peace. Handed out to ask that people stay after the benediction just for a few moments. So grace has something, I guess. So we'll do that. My friends, as we go out to serve the world around us, let us do so in love and gentleness as Christ calls us to love and serve in gentleness and to help carry one another's burdens. Let us go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God in each and every one of us, now and forever. Amen.